We are back with another episode of In the Trenches podcast. Today we have the one and only, only Joey Leal. This is going to be a great podcast. We're going to be talking about how can we get our students to transition from midweek services over to Sunday services. Again, this is In the Trenches podcast. It's going to be a great episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. But with that being said, let's jump right into this. What is going on, everybody? I feel like ever since Elliot has said what I say, like everybody, like a weird way, I'm super self-conscious of it now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make you better. I know. I need it. I need it. Um, but uh, Elliot, how you doing? Good, bro. You're good? Yeah. Right. You also messed up on the intro. You said Oni I only. So. I know. I don't know why, but I like the last time, the last episode we did, I said Joey's name weird, and then this one I did too. So the, you're trying to suppress your accent. He's trying to pretend <laughs> like he does. He wants to say, we got Just the one, the one and only Joey Lee. <laughs> I'm surprised the whole entire, the last episode we recorded, you I didn't did say it anything. Once. I did it. Yeah, I did. You just made fun of Norco in general, but you didn't give me an accent. There was no accent at all in the last episode. I'm rusty. What can I say, bro? I, I was trying, I'm trying to get that money for Youth Alive, dog. <laughs> Had to be on his best behavior. Tighten it. I'm a missionary now. I can't just say anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Gary, how are you doing, man? I'm good, bro. You good? Yeah. Now, Joey, how are you doing? Great. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Man, it's been, I feel like, five weeks that we've been yeah. trying to get you on the podcast, and just it's been hectic in all of our lives and just being able to try and record so joey man it's great to have you here dude glad to be here hey why don't you um kind of share who you are with everyone that's listening uh my name is joey leal i am the high school pastor at cornerstone youth in fountain valley california been doing that for it's gonna be two years in september nice. so it's been a dream it's been fun <clears throat> and uh and yeah that's that's what i've been doing I mean, should I share like my hobbies? Yeah, you can share your hobbies, maybe who you're dating, because um, <laughs> there's always those jokes. And then, um, yeah, anything else you want the listeners to know about who Joey Leal is? See, I said it good that time. There you nice. go. Well done. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like golfing. I've been golfing a lot lately. Uh, I like surfing is pretty cool. Um, I'm in a relationship with Chandler Joy Femme and... Uh, been dating for almost 10 months so it's pretty great she's awesome and uh yeah that's that's pretty much it nice man doing nice well we ask everyone on the podcast to kind of share like a funny story that they have in youth ministry or a moment we used we don't ask everybody on the podcast some people i'm an avid listener yeah it's hit or miss bro it's like if i remember it yeah yeah that's (laughs) when we ask it but i remembered it and so i want to ask this question to you just share like a a funny moment a funny instance that you've had in youth ministry so the first thing that comes to mind is a few months ago i was preaching and I started talking about the devil and how he's out to get us and out to seek, kill, and destroy (laughs) and all this stuff. And I forget the scripture. It's in 1 Peter where um, where it talks about that the enemy's like a lion. And I said that the enemy isn't a lion. He he wants to be a lion like super bad, but what he is, is he's a (laughs) And so I I didn't grow up. I didn't know it was a bad word. 
I didn't grow up in church. My yeah. family isn't Christian. And I just thought it was like... Hey, I thought we hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <pretty much. laughs> the best part is I'm doing a youth service somewhere else in Orange <laughs> County. And I get a call from Gary. Hey, is... Oh, <laughs> is this a bad word? And I was like, 100%. Like, like, in my mind, I knew it was a bad word, but I'm like, am I so out of date it, as a, you know, I'm a little bit older yeah. than everybody else. Am I so out of date that this is okay now? Like, yeah. is this it's not like, you know, like, sucks. Like, I, I try to avoid saying that from, but that's like one that's like, it's not like bad, you know? So that's what I was expecting. <laughs> but he's like, I was like, no, that's a straight up bad word. Also, it's like, it's a very pretentious word too. I've not right. heard that word. I said it was so good. It was good in context, yeah, but yeah, you know. used the <laughs> word. It's true. I thought it was a different meaning than what it actually was. What do you think? Yeah, what that, that it meant like he's annoying and he's like underneath, like he's a little, uh, <laughs> a little, like, a little what? Like, <laughs> like I don't I know, know how you're to saying. explain it. Like he's, you know what I mean. So Less he's like than. little bro, right? And and so I didn't. I used it in the right context, but it, it wasn't. Yeah, nowhere near as That's bad as I thought it was. What Peter intended in his <laughs> scripture when he was so, writing about the devil. So, uh, had to redact that one from the live stream. And uh, dude, and yeah. so funny. That was the first. So maybe <laughs> Joey's guest speaking, or people <laughs> 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 yeah. were like, people were I thinking did. about having him come out. And no. Like, ah, we're good on that. I did. Yeah. Uh, I did preach a similar message to that at Wyatt's youth group, and yeah. when I got to that part, to that scripture, I had that. You know, mental note like don't call the enemy that, that word. word. Yeah. So nice. Now I know. Nice. Well, that's great. Um, Were you guys allowed to like? As well. Okay. I'm the actually. There's no one here I could relate to because none of you guys grew up in church. Gary kind of did, I guess. Yeah, Gary did. But like as a pastor's kid. There were words we weren't allowed to say, but we were allowed to say to the devil, like, like, wh- like wait, we what? could, we could flip off the ground if we wanted, like, <laughs> <laughs> like we, we, when we weren't allowed to say shut Same. up, we could say, we could tell the devil to shut up. So I was just like, it's cool, cool Christian stuff, you know. No, I'd flip off my sister, but not the devil. But yeah. that's good to know. Oh man, that's, that's funny. That's great. Yeah, people thought I was like, does that kid have Tourette's or what? Why does he keep flipping off the ground? It's on the ground to shut up. <laughs> shut up, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> that little chubby junior high kid's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, why well, didn't I have friends? I don't know. Lunch ladies are like, what are you doing? Chill why out. is Elliot flipping off the ground? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah, no, I I didn't have any of those. Uh, I flipped. Never mind. We won't get into that again. Just didn't ra- <laughs> was raised in church, um, but that's funny because you say that this past like two weeks ago, um, I went to one of our our camp our locations for a church and I was hosting for them, and mm, la di da one of our <laughs> locations. It's wow. nothing. Um, and when I was there, it's a little bit of like an older like style traditional like church and um i was up there hosting i was leading communion and i said uh i said crap and in my mind as soon as how i said how do you say it, crap during communion <laughs> 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 like how do you slipping like at least joey's fits within unless, what he was saying unless you dropped your yeah your, yeah, your yeah, yeah. Juice, bro i don't yeah, know yeah. why you'd say crap bro, during I, communion. I was saying like it was like right after the message and I was like getting into it and I was like, like this is the time of communion to remember all the crap Jesus pulled us out of. <laughs> oh my <gosh>. uh, <laughs> disrespectful. 
<laughs> and I'm there, and I said it, and immediately, as soon as I said it, I was like, what did said, I just say right I said, now? I said, this is a crap you pulled this out, and I realized, I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, and I remember sitting there saying that, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And afterwards, I went up to the campus pastor, and I was like, did you hear me in communion? And he was like, no. I was like, I said, crap. And he's like, looked at me and just started laughing. He's like, how did you fit crap into communion? Yeah, that's and what we wanted to know. Yeah, I was like... Well, there it is. And, uh, yeah, so you're not the only one, Joey. It's cool. okay. It's okay. Suck. <laughs> well, uh, we're not talking about all of our mistakes that we've done in youth ministry today, but instead we are going to be talking about this idea of getting our students from our midweek services, whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursdays. Um, what about to Fridays? Our Fridays. If you do Fridays, shout out to you. That sounds crazy. I don't know if I'd be able to do a Friday night service. But if you do, shout out to you, our Monday service, our Saturday service. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever your context is. Yay, there we go. There it is. Um, but getting our students from our midweek services to our Sunday morning services. And I think in youth ministry, this has probably been one of the biggest struggles um, for <laughs> Elliot right now. Just hit his elbow yeah, on the wall. <laughs> I'm being cool about it, but it hurt really bad. It's <laughs> <was> like, crap. <laughs> At least, never mind. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> Um, but I feel like in youth ministry, that's been something um, somewhat of a struggle, I think, from the start of youth ministry is getting those students from our midweek services to our Sunday morning services and having Joey on this podcast. Um, we think Joey has a, um, a lot of insight into this realm and into this idea of that. So, Joey, I just want to open the floor and everyone else can, and can share. But, Joey, why don't you kind of share some of the things that you've seen? Yeah. So I think the number of students that are coming on a Sunday morning for me as a youth pastor is is a good gauge of of success right mm-hmm. and, and where you are as a youth ministry is the amount of students coming on Sunday morning um, that for me is is a measure a good measurement of, of where we're at you know and coming out of COVID like that was definitely something on our hearts was you know it's always been as a youth ministry and as a youth pastor getting students on Sunday mornings uh, so when COVID's you know starting to die out we're starting to open up some more. That was definitely something we, we wanted to, to go for. And, and, you know, we, we would announce it at the youth night, say, Hey, we got church this Sunday, by the way, would love to see you here. But that was the extent of it. And we knew we wanted to do, we wanted to do more. So what we did was we ended up basically branding it and and marketing it as its own thing. Mm. And so we spell youth U T H for some reason. And (laughs) so, and so that's just, Uh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> CFV, uh, and uh, so we we spell youth with a U, and the way we've branded we spell it, youth with a U, we wear Converse with our <laughs> to prom. <laughs> Whatever, I'm dude. just kidding, bro. Vans to homecoming. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, and so what we've what we've done is branded it as U O T F, which stands for Youth Own the Front. Nice. So we announced that every every Tuesday night, say, hey, this is happening Sunday morning, youth own the front. And so every Sunday, we reserve that section for youth students, youth leaders, and they know at 11 a.m. it's youth own the front. So it's a good way to promo Sunday mornings and students can see the brand and, you know, cling on to that and be like, oh, youth on the front is happening this Sunday. And so they're not so much worried about showing up on a Sunday, where to sit, who mm-hmm. to sit with. All this stuff they know youth on the front they're going to be in this section where the friends are going to be where the leaders are going to be and so we've branded it as that as uotf is, is youth own 
on the front and that's been a huge win for us so every single tuesday night like hey youth on the front is is this sunday at 11 a.m bring some donuts every now and again and reserve that whole section just for the youth i'm gonna i uh don't usually ask questions on the podcast but i'm gonna ask a question it's not on your thing but i feel like joey has a interesting perspective just because he didn't grow up in church mm. um and like the youth ministry existed like the youth ministry helped shape me into who i am but it did the same for you but we came from different backgrounds and everything um and you're serving at the place where you grew the youth ministry that built you is yeah. where you're serving at so similarly to me but you are kind of like the prototype student of how you want to come on a tuesday night or whenever your youth night is and then get on sunday mornings and that happened for you and i think it's a part of why you are who you are today and where you are yeah. today how what got you there as a student when you were just attending the youth ministry i think like that's that's an interesting perspective we don't always get yeah. on the podcast but like i know strategy of what you're doing and there's more to it some of the serving yeah. things you guys do i think are great yeah. but ultimately can you remember like the first time was it someone inviting you like what got you there on a Sunday and what kept you there on a Sunday? Cause I think yeah. you coming on Tuesdays was great, but you go going on Sundays is what made you a part of the church yeah. and it's what raised you in to the youth pastor. So yeah, for wh sure. what got you there? Pretty much. I mean, Gary and I clicked like right away. Like I didn't really have that healthy father figure in my life. So Gary and I were instantly super close. Well, real quick, I remember as an intern one time, Gary had a, a nightmare about you. Yes. And it was like for a week, it like shook everybody up. It was because I, I skated to youth every yeah. single Tuesday night yeah. and every Sunday morning. And it was like a three and a half mile skate. And this is why your calves are not as big as Jimmy's, but you got pretty yeah, nice calves. Thank too, bro. you. And uh, and he had a nightmare one time that I got hit, hit by, by a car. Yeah, I remember. There. I remember it's like, it was like realistic. Just to give some perspective, too, so any listeners, new listeners, so obviously, if uh, those guys that know me, I'm a lead pastor at a church in Fountain Valley, but I still um, oversee and work really yeah. closely with uh, the youth department. And I say oversee, I use that word very loosely because uh, what Joey does, and um, we have a junior high guy, too, Noah, that brings a lot to the table. Um, they really do the day-to-day -day of our youth ministry, and I get to do all the fun parts now. Um, so that's, for those of you who don't know, Joey works with me. Um, at Cornerstone, and so that's kind of where that relationship is, and and give you a better idea. He's not just at some random church, not with one of us here. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. I probably should have mentioned that at the start. Hey, yeah, way to go, did. bro. My bad. Sorry, dude. Don't fire me, please. Um, <laughs> so kind of back to what what you were saying about what got me there. Um, my relationship with Gary, first of all, and I also think whether you grew up in church or not, whether your parents are saved or not. Like, what happens on Sundays is church. Yeah. So that's just a universal thing. I mean, at least in America is, like, church happens on Sunday. And so when I started getting serious about my walk with God and everything, I was like, I'm not doing anything on Sunday mornings. So, and I know this is a church. <clears throat> and we had a pretty tight-knit friend group that showed up on Sundays, too. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to start showing up on Sunday mornings. And within the first few weeks of being there, I just started volunteering. Mm -hmm. um, I was an usher. I passed the baskets for offering. Um, I did greeting at the door. Um, it was it was kind of a byproduct of, of just giving my life to Christ. I, I couldn't help but but serve, you know. And another side of that is I just didn't want to be home. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's true. Um, it wasn't a healthy environment or anything. So I I just would end up at the church all the time, even like on a Thursday, Friday. I just 
hit up Gary. I'd just go in his office and be like, what's up, dude? <laughs> like, yeah. I think you bring up, like, a good point in the mindset we need to have as youth pastors of, like, getting students there on Sundays is, like, First and foremost, we have to not hate Sundays, you know, yeah. as youth pastors. Like, we have to enjoy it. Whether, like, if you're if you're at the church you're supposed to be at, you need to learn to start loving Sundays um, without even being, like, you know, maybe your pastor isn't the best speaker or whatever, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more than the worship. It's so much more than the sermons. It's, like, the full experience. And I think you're even mentioning, because we could talk strategies all day long, but, yeah. but we've tried strategies and, like, and you know so many people here probably have and it's not to say they don't work but ultimately i think what will get you to have students there on sundays is what got you there it was culture it was a cultural thing more than like a a branding which is great i'm not like saying that doesn't work it does and that's a part of creating culture but i remember even serving as an intern at cornerstone that something i noticed is just like the relationships were genuine in youth and they carried over into every other aspect of the week every other aspect of life which included sundays and there were so many people in the youth ministry who didn't weren't uh church kids didn't grow up in church and they were the only ones in their families going to church but they did because this was their church it wasn't just their youth group it was their church and it was a it was a mindset and it was a cultural thing and i think it's unique to cornerstone in just like the anointing that gary has and even how he's leading the church as a youth pastor still like a guy who's got a lifelong call to youth ministry but he just has the ability to lead a church but that's how he was leading even as the official youth pastor at the time but i'm saying to the listeners like you've got to enjoy sundays and you can learn to enjoy Sundays. this is something we've been talking about even with our team you know we talked last week about summer wars and trying to get kids there but it's like it's an opportunity to hang out like Daisy, my sister, who is like one of the primary leaders for our junior high girls, her and Camille, they do a great job. And they were talking to some of the girls and we're like, come, you'll get points for your team. So there's an incentive. But they were also like, it's going to be fun. You'll sit with me. We'll go to lunch after we could go to the beach after. It was just it wasn't this like I got you there, you know, kind of wash my hands of this. I did my job. It's it's a mindset yeah. that Cornerstone always had in their youth ministry. And I think healthy youth ministries should have of just like, we like being around each other. If you're just putting on services or just putting on events or just getting a checklist because your pastor said we need more kids there, it's never really going to work. But if you just have a culture that's like, we like to be around each other, Sundays is just another day where you get to be around each other. And it's still, you're getting fed, you're getting that worship experience, so much more is happening. But I think that is like the kicker, even just hearing you talk, Joey, you know? Yeah. And sorry, were you going to say something? Uh, just that uh, you, you touched on serving and, and students serving in the church. And that's big for us. It's not just students showing up on a Sunday and attending. Like, that's great. But imagine if that was the culture was to serve and to get plugged in. And, I mean, it's hopefully a podcast for another day on student. Our, we just finished up our, our first round of our student leadership program. And I think it went pretty well. Um, it, was, it was amazing. And. What we've seen is students in our youth ministry starting to serve on Sundays. Nice. A few times now, there's been our whole online service has been ran by Youth Academy students. Nice. So that's just a huge win as youth pastors. And it's dangerous. <laughs> the the, <laughs> it the people watching are like, why, why does it say put this letter in the chat? I don't understand <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, so that's 
again, we could talk strategy all day. Yeah, but, it's um, so important for youth pastors to get it quickly. And, and I'm glad you said what you said, Elliot, because it, it for I, I just know I've I've talked to youth pastors who said oh, I I don't I can't really get kids here on Sunday because yeah. they don't like the lead pastor's message or they find it boring. Well, some of that falls on you. Yeah, you've yep. got to turn that community around. You've got to turn that culture around. You've got to turn how they see it around. Because, you know, the thing that really got me early on in, in my career in youth ministry is um, running into adults, even people who used to, I used to go to school with or whatever. I'd run into people, and they'd, be, they'd ask me what I did. And I'd say, I'm a youth pastor at a church. And, and so many times they would say, oh, I used to do the whole youth group yeah. thing in, in high school. And I got that realization, and most of you guys have heard me teach on this, but, um, you know, it, if, if you don't get a student to Sunday mornings before they graduate high school, that's exactly what their relationship with Christ will be. It will yeah. be that thing they used to do in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's getting them to that place where they are part of the church. It's yeah. not their youth group. It's their church. Yeah. And one of the best ways to do that is to give them ownership, give them a way to serve, give them a way to plug in. Maybe they don't connect with the lead pastor. And, and if there's any lead pastors listening, which I don't know if there are, <laughs> can I please tell them, if you are a lead pastor and not a senior pastor, senior pastors, pastor adults, lead pastors, pastor churches. Ooh. I want to pastor uh, from the, uh, <laughs> when I preach a message, I'm thinking not only about the youngest person in the room, I'm thinking about the oldest person in the room. Yeah. And so are my illustrations relating to teenagers and adults, you yeah, know, vice yeah. versa. And so uh, just to throw that out there, but, um, but getting those students in a, in a place where they have ownership, where they can plug in, where they can have a role. And so it's always been something that we've tried to do. Like students can take offerings. Students yeah. can greet people. Students can work the coffee bar. They can work cameras. They can work sound. They can lead worship. They can do all of these things. And I just know too many churches that in the past just saw it as, well, you know, we use adults for those things. We have adults yeah. on the stage. Uh, we use teenagers for announcements. We use teenagers now for service hosts. They may not be the best at it, but they're, uh, I mean, they'll have ownership and they'll have responsibility and they'll have a reason to be there. And so that is, that's huge. That's huge for students. That's huge for keeping them around and giving them a purpose and a place when it comes to them being involved on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Nice. And on that point, Gary, you're talking about lead pastors. Uh, I think something that lead pastors can do is making that connection point before Sunday morning. And yeah. I know that like, you know, lead pastors might not listen to this podcast, um, but if you have that relationship, youth pastor, with your lead pastor, uh, this is so important in getting that Sunday morning ownership and seeing uh, the church as your church and not just your youth ministry is like, you know, I'm blessed. My lead pastor is my dad, and he's great. But one thing I love about him is he sees the value in youth ministry. He's never been a youth pastor, right? Like, uh, you know, he he's not necessarily passionate about youth ministry, but he's passionate about the church. And he knows that the church is made up of more than just students. And like you said, he kind of gears his messages on Sundays, knowing that he wants students in service. Um, you know, our all of our context is that we have students in service. And I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll talk about this in a second. But uh, I, I think that that's great. I know that some people have different programs going on for their students on Sunday mornings. But a huge cultural thing you can do is just not having that and having students in service because what happens is if all the way up to senior year they're in this little other room doing their thing they've never experienced Sunday mornings and so Sunday more even that to me is kind of wild because you've already got the win of them there on Sunday mornings which is so hard to do and now you've created something else for them that is kind of 
taking away from that. But one thing my dad does is he'll just stop by on a Tuesday night. Not you know, I'll have him preach from time to time on our schedule, which as a youth pastor, do that. Yeah. Get your get your lead pastor on your preaching calendar at least once a year, um, just to cultivate those relationships. But he'll come just randomly. I mean, now more because he watches my son, his grandson on Tuesday nights. So he'll pick him up or bring him by or whatever. Um, but even before that, like once a month or so, he, him and my mom would just stop by. He'd play nine square. He'd play carpet ball. He wouldn't he wouldn't even necessarily stay for service. He just knew we, we had it. But he just wanted to meet because there was a ton of kids that aren't churched, don't come to Sunday mornings. Like I would say majority of our kids are like that. So there's so many phases he doesn't recognize and he wants to be intentional that we want them there on Sundays, but I want them to feel comfortable. I don't want them to feel like this different thing. I want them to know this is a part of La Palma Christian Center. Edge Youth isn't its own subset. It is a part of the greater vision of La Palma Christian Center and I believe in it. And so then what's beautiful though is when those kids do come on like a Sunday, they've like thrown a volleyball at my dad thinking he's just a, you know, a cool guy. Yeah. And they see him on stage, it's, you know, a bigger deal. They're just, it's sort of like, wow, like that's the path. This guy's in charge here. Like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Like he cares about me. He he knows my name. He knows my everything. No, uh, he sees each <laughs> tear that fall. That's God. Um, but <laughs> it is a cool thing that it, a lead pastor could do. Because this, th- this is the point we're kind of getting into, I guess, in this section. Is that for this to work really well, whether your lead pastor's on board with it or not, you can be on board with it. You can have a good vision of Sundays. But if you guys do it together, oh, my gosh. Like, you can really create culture in that sense. Yeah, well, in your youth ministry, if you're building uh, a separate church, mm. you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah, that's when it, when it comes to these high school seniors that are graduating and you as a youth pastor who have, you know, been there for, for a while and you're wondering, like, why are numbers you know, dipping off like they just the, the reality is not every senior is going to become a youth leader after high school. That's just not the case. We wish it it was, but that's just not reality. You know, they go off to college, they get a job, all this stuff and the midweek starts a crowd. And, and so that leaves Sunday mornings. But but they've spent every Sunday morning either like in a separate room or just not there at all. Yeah. So it's almost like they're coming to a whole new church which we want to avoid completely as youth pastors. And that comes from just getting them in the room on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And like post COVID, I think kind of changed the certain things about church in a good way. Not, you know, not like, in a like, Oh, we're never going to be the same again. That's so funny to think that a year ago, people were me and Gary talked about this a year ago and we were both like, I just don't buy it, man. Like people saying that, movie theaters are never going to be the same. This will never be the same again. It's like taking a year and things are almost normal, you know, like (laughs) basically we're getting there. I'm not trying to make light of, you know, what happened, but I'm just saying things have changed though, as a church, like the time away has revealed to us what matters. And one thing that I love is just even like the, what the church is in general, like not the building, not, you know, but the church as a body, it's eclectic, like it, it, it has no business working, but Jesus makes it work. You know, it's different races, different genders, different ethnicities, all in this like amalgamation of like community um, that like loves each other. And that's one thing that we did differently talking about, like something that has to come from the lead pastor's vision. Yeah. Um, but we changed the way we did small groups because I feel like church 
before COVID, BC, used to uh, do really like siloed, you know, yeah. uh, connection points, right? Everything was about figuring out, you know, little things about you and then being like, you're young married, you need to go hang out with other young married. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and here, don't hear what I'm not saying. I think connecting with people on things like that is great, but it can happen more naturally uh, but we w- we were guilty of this. Our small groups were like, you have three small dogs. You need to be in our three small dog <laughs> life group. You know, like just like everything was like that. Um, and there's like 80 life groups that are so vast. And so we went back to the drawing board and we're like, what is this about? What is the community we're trying to create here? So we do our we did our small groups in house in service, not like all over the place in different buildings in our church. Um and did a more subject based like me and my mom led one together that was about basically like um apologetics kind of like you know really getting doctrinal not Mm -hmm. just sort of like vibey it was you know we got to go back to roots gary was saying that like we need deep roots that go down for these students and and for our congregations but what i loved about this small group i was trying to get to is there was a 90 year old woman in our group and a 17 year old kid and everything in between and like you know different ethnicities different genders and i was like this is what the church should be like i'm all about having a night where it's just youth i don't want 90 year old women coming to (laughs) youth they're not gonna get it you know yeah so i think different nights of the week we can do that type of stuff but sunday mornings and just the church in general we've got to get back into this idea of like we got to stop separating ourselves out looking at all the things that we don't have in common because that is the the culture of the world right now is like what separates us what's different about us what divides us and we need to go back to the one thing that unites us which is jesus the holy spirit and like and be the example of that to the to the world and so again i mean like you don't necessarily have the power as a youth pastor listening to this to be like let's change the way we do small groups but i don't know how much weight you have with your pastor but the point is if we want students involved in Sunday mornings, in the church in general, Sunday mornings, I feel like just represents being a part of the church, right? Uh, It's more of a cultural thing than it is a strategy thing. And there is strategy to get to that place of culture. But like with you, Joey, you know, it wasn't necessarily this branding thing that happened or this, you know, crazy strategy. It was years of Gary as the youth pastor creating a culture where there was already friends of yours who like, came on Sundays who also those friends were unchurched, but they, they understood. And that's the thing about students attending is like the more and more students you have that start to come, that is how the culture is created. Cause Joey's mm-hmm. coming cause his buddies are there. Like yeah. Sundays when, when you go to church, my friends are at church. Why am I going to want to just be at home? I don't, I don't want to be here. You know, like you were saying, I'm going to skate three miles on my, on my skateboard to, to get there, I, I don't I don't care what's stopping me. I'm going to get there because that's where my friends are. I don't care how the preaching is. I don't care how the worship goes. Uh, if it's good, awesome. If it's not, it doesn't matter as much. God's still going to move, yeah. and we're going to go get Red Robin after. You know, like we're going to go to the beach after. Like that is culture more than strategy. Um, and that's how we can really get students from like Joey, who could have just been another number of like, mm. I just used to attend in high school it was really great yeah youth was a cool thing to like he realized he had a calling on his life he fought through so many things to that were stopping him and and got to the place that he is where he's the high school pastor at the church that built him into who he is today like that's 
that's amazing. And not everyone's going to be in ministry, but still stories like you have so many people too who aren't necessarily on your staff, but they didn't stop in high school or junior high. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's more difficult or, you know, to get to that place. That's what you were saying about um, th- what you were saying about like unchurched kids. The, I, d- I did a lab a few years ago at summer camp on, you know, growing up in a non-Christian household. The, the data and the statistics are that if you grow up in a non-Christian household, the odds of you being a Christian after high school are you have a 3% chance. And I, I do believe that a reason that I stuck around I mean, I got my call to ministry as, as a junior in high school, but, but nonetheless, like when you get to a place of, of showing up every Sunday and that's your church, that's your church family. Like I remember going on a Sunday morning and, and saying the same guy, Ron Cook, one of the founding members of our church, who's, I don't even know how old this guy is, but a hundred, he, <laughs> he, he would say hi to me and greet me every single Sunday morning. And that was my church family. And yeah. I, it, I couldn't stay away. And so had I not been called ministry, whatever, like that is what would keep me around is, is the, the friends I made, the family that, um, that was there at, at church. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, I think the strategy, cause originally I think this has like morphed into something greater than it was mm-hmm. just through conversation, but like, it isn't just about getting kids there on Sunday. I think that's maybe how this conversation started, but just get, cause you could get kids there on Sunday. Yeah by doing your own thing. And yeah. and again, I'm not against that necessarily. Yeah. Don't hear what, what we're not saying. Um, if you do something, sometimes that's just like what your lead pastor wants you to do. Yeah. Um, and like, at the you know, you kind of have to just do that. Um, but if you have any say, or if you have any swing, I would not do that. And, may, and maybe it works so well for you. Like you figured out this, this formula where it's like, well, we do something and somehow statistically it still shows that our kids love Sunday mornings even more afterwards Then, like, then, then don't listen to me, you know, <laughs> like do what, do what works for you. But I would say across the board, what I've seen is like, you want that culture where it's not just about getting them there on Sundays. It's like making this their church more than just their youth ministry. I think they need to be in service, you know? And, and even the, the beauty is no matter how boring the, message may be or how like bad the worship could get the students really don't care as much about that as you think they do they care about the relationships that are cultivated they care about what's happening before and after yeah and along the way that worship that you you used to be so cringy about starts to just become like some of the most powerful times of prayer you've had with your kids the messages you you know your your those little nuggets you used to get are getting better right like whatever but I, I don't remember any messages from youth or from Sundays. I don't, you know, that's not what changed my life. I do remember going to lunch after Sundays. I do remember hanging out in in between and making memories and like just being a stupid kid at church, you know, like in that place. That was my family. That was my community. And so I'm saying like, that's the mindset we got to get in. It's not, not like, how do I just, you know, get kids here? I don't even want to be here. Yeah. It's like, you're not, you know. But that's part of the problem. And we, we talk about this at camp. We, you know, these students, they'll get there. And I, too many times you'll hear youth pastors say, well, I don't even like the music. Or I don't, the, our lead pastor is really boring. He won't connect with kids. Well, these students are going to follow your lead. So if right. that's kind of your attitude going into it, you're setting the culture 
just the wrong culture. Yeah. And and you know if you go into it with just yeah I don't like these songs but I'm gonna worship in front of my kids I'm gonna hang out I'm gonna pray with them I'm gonna go out with them afterwards they will follow your lead and yeah. and yeah. if you want to be there they will want to be there and and if you are taking a position at that church and that's your lead pastor that's who God has right now leading you so honor that honor these students and and do something. Yeah. I mean do you like these kids like as a youth pastor you gotta ask yourself that question you know um because i think that's a huge part of our job is enjoying being around these students like like i think that's the difference between like a calling and a position you know like i'm i know that i'm called to this because i like i look forward to tuesdays now when students are going to be there all day like if if when we were talking earlier about the idea of like a student coming early and being there at noon and you like dreaded that you may need to kind of like and i get like (laughs) you know there are those students you're like they maybe need to wait a little longer to be there but i'm just in general do you want and and i'm all about balance i'm all about making time for your family i'm you know all about saying no to certain things but at the end of the day you understand what i'm saying do you enjoy being around these kids do you have fun you know do you like know that you're not going to get any sleep at camp but still are like I, I sound like I'm doing like a, an infomercial. <laughs> Do you know that you're not going to get any sleep I at camp? That. If so, call us now because you may be entitled to a large sum of money. No, but uh, I'm saying, do Thank you, you missed your calling, bro? I, bro, seriously. <laughs> Do you like being around these kids? Because if so, then it isn't even about all that extra stuff. Sunday mornings is just another time that you get to be around each other, and they'll feel that. If if they can tell, if you're just trying to meet a quota that your yeah. pastor wanted you to meet of like, we need more students here, or if you generally just want them to be around, like, mm-hmm. yeah, can you, dude, you got to show up. Like, I love hanging out with you. They can tell yeah. the difference. Students, and, students yeah. aren't really drawn to, like, we talk about branding and, and all this stuff and marketing. That's great. Students aren't drawn to that. No. They're, they're drawn to passion. Yeah. yeah. And so when you are passionate about Sunday mornings and you love being there, the students are going to feed off that. Like Gary was saying, we build that culture. He's, thank God, like, creates and develops a service on Sunday morning. Yeah. That is about the youngest and about the oldest. Yeah. So maybe that this is encouraging you to have that conversation with your lead pastor, you know? Yeah. I think that's it's even something to even speak on, too, is like um, if you have that good relationship with like your senior pastor, it's like maybe sitting down and listening to this podcast with your senior pastor. Yeah. Because I maybe think skip the first like three, four <laughs> minutes where Joey tells this story because then because there's like great stuff that we talk about. But then they're going to be man you got to listen to this with me it's like gonna change your life and they hear <laughs> joey and they're like i'm not listening to that kid <laughs> but yeah. again if, if you lead pastor if you're listening to this can i just challenge you when you're preaching on a sunday morning stop preaching to just the adults yes. and understand yeah. there are teenagers in the room and so when it comes to illustrations when it comes to points when it comes to those things don't preach to the 16 year old and preach to the 70 yeah. year old there's a way to do it where you're reaching both yeah. and it's understandable to both but but lead your church those high school students yeah. they're your they're your students mm-hmm. so so speak yeah, to them yeah exactly don't you're if if you think that your youth pastor is like too often i think we think that when we put it in these silos it's just kind of like i took you know i took care of it like they're over there babysitting the kids he's over there babysitting the you know youth now let's get to the real church and it's just like that is not what church is like i get the benefit of a kids program and a youth program and, and some of these other you know uh an older adult ministry like all this stuff's great i'm not like i'm not saying like let's get rid of those and be one communist nation no sorry charlie but um (laughs) but i'm saying like 
we what was I trying to say? <laughs> I'm saying um Oh yeah, that that it isn't just this babysitting service. It matters. Being a youth pastor matters and like I think lead pastors need to understand that is like that's part of the reason, man, I want to be in youth ministry my whole life. We talked about it last episode. Mm-hmm. I hope to never like plan a church or lead a church. If God wants me to do that, he's going to have to speak to me loudly. And it isn't that people do that. obviously there's such a need for that. If nobody does that, we won't have any churches. If no yeah. if no young like people like Charlie are rising up and eventually going to lead a church, He's going to kill it. But I don't want to do that. Like, I want to be in youth ministry my whole life. And I don't think of it as, like, this, uh, I'm, I'm any less of a pastor. I Like, I think it's so valuable. You know, yeah. this is the difference. Between, here's the deal. You want to hear some stats? 94% of people who are Christians today made that decision before they were the age of 18. Mm. Like, so between junior high and high school, a lot of these people became Christians at that point. And so it's like we have this window of time where we know that God is moving and we know that God is doing something in students' lives. Why not be involved in that? And why not as a lead pastor not miss your opportunity to be involved in that as well? Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, we encourage you guys, if you guys are listening to this and you guys are kind of struggling with that idea or even thinking about a way of redoing Sunday mornings for your youth, we encourage you to take a, sit, uh, sit down with your youth pa- or your lead pastor or senior pastor and listen to this episode maybe skip past the part where elliot said communist and we talked about what joey called the devil um but there's a lot of good stuff (laughs) which is which it it all ties back together because because charlie thinks that communists are the devil (laughs) i would say this one last thing though to 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 churches the lead pastors youth pastors and and just going back you know i always come to this point and use it and and is the Bible says train a child in the way they should go and yeah. they will not depart yes. from it. It yes. does not say train your child. Now, obviously, we're supposed to train our children, but I believe with all my heart that as churches, any young person who crosses our path that does not have family in the church, that is just a, a, a teenager on their own coming to church, showing up every week, that we have a responsibility to spiritually raise them and and lead them and so and train them up so i just want to encourage lead pastors know your youth ministry know your students preach to everybody on sunday morning um support your youth pastor um don't keep everything separate as separate churches separate silos man the best churches are the intergenerational ones and the ones that Mm. figure out how to do that well yeah Yeah. that's great and i would say to to those youth pastors listening that are you know going to have that conversation with their lead pastor after listening to this and you know say you want to start implementing this culture of getting students there on Sundays which we hope you do but you know say on the bounce you get 15 20 kids on a Sunday morning and then a month later that number's slashed in half or three quarters and you're like well we're five eighths yeah or five eighths and you're like well this isn't working anymore right but the thing to building that culture in your church is um is with consistency that's yeah. that's how con- culture is built yeah, with consistency so when you are faced with that when those numbers start dwindling and start going down that's when you still push through and say no this is a part of our church and this yeah. is what we do as a youth ministry it's yeah. we're here every sunday and you honor the ones that show up whether yeah. it's two kids or 20 like you're going to bring donuts for all of them and if yeah. the, half the number shows up they're going home with extra donor yeah, and, and if you honor them though like they will cultivate that culture yeah, you honor sure. the, yeah. sh- the the few that show up they're gonna be the biggest champions of like no you gotta be there man like, i'm not missing a sunday and then their friends are like oh okay like if you like going on sundays maybe i'll go with you and and now all of a sudden without 
branding without strategy, right. which all that still is great. Still do those things. Yeah. But like you honored the ones who showed up and they will create culture for you. Yeah, and it's true. So good. Well, man, Joey, thanks for finally being able, not finally, thanks for being on the podcast. Finally. I know. <laughs> it was a very good conversation today. And so we hope everyone um, feels encouraged with that and it honestly feels challenged with it too. And Joey, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, Gary Elliott. It's always a pleasure. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, if you guys have any questions about the podcast, any questions about what we talked about today, you guys can go ahead and reach out to us on Instagram at SoCal Youth Pastors. Um, DM us uh, or DM any of us directly, and we'd love to get connected with you. We'd love to talk with you. But other than that, again, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next oh, podcast. Oh, shoot, my laptop's off. <laughs> <laughs> Later. <laughs>